Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is not like other CBD companies who just post a bunch of products and hope you just figure it out. Vanga was started in Colorado by athletes like you who wanted a better way to use CBD to fight pain, train longer, race harder, and recover faster. That's why they created the system of CBD products for athletes that only have four products that cover 100% of your CBD needs. No guesswork. Guys, each of these products are made to help your endurance in very, very key areas from race training to recovery. You know, we pull it together. These guys make it a great system to just elevate your game. As always, save, you know, 30% off and get free shipping when you sign up um, versus getting them separately. Like, this is one of the best deals out there, guys. Check it out. Um, I use it daily. The capsules are phenomenal. And as always, use code BROCR on checkout. Save you some cash. Um, and if you've got questions, reach out to the team. Great people. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. It's a T-Boy Tuesday here. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Do you know what T-Boy stands for? I don't know what T-Boy stands for. T-Boy, okay, so I listen to Market Snacks daily, and it was one of my favorite, one of my favorite things I get going. It's like, we got a T-Boy Tuesday for you here, and T-Boy is always their hashtag, the best one yet. So every day we just make it a little better. I kind of like that. It's kind of cute. The best one yet. (laughs) The best one yet. I kind of like that. Just a T-Boy Tuesday here for y'all. But anyway... (laughs) Hope everybody had a great weekend wherever the hell you were at. If you were in Jacksonville or if you were up at Dust of Glory Fitness or out with Leah out at the, the DECA event in Dallas. Yeah, it, it's like it's actually race season with multiple choices to pick from. Da-da-da! Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, this weekend, I'm going here to a local um, to support the North Cross Country Boys here. State champions, 2020 track oh, team, wow. uh, not track team, cross country team. Okay. And we're doing the Grand View Grind. It's going to be a nasty little uh, little 15K here uh, with some okay. of the best and the best of Columbus, Indiana. Sounds uh, fun. Pretty excited about it. It's, it's kind of like a local thing, and we're all just going to get nasty and mean and run nine miles around the lake in the cold. So it's going to be fun. Well, there you go. Fun stuff. Leah. Yes. Before we get going to this week's episode, we brought Jason West in this week. Uh, good old buddy here, local in the scene. Another uh, Midwest boy, kind of tearing things up. Absolutely. You know, uh, known for his point poaching abilities and, you know, scavenging the, the field looking for stray bodies. Right, right. <laughs> but um, it all goes to a great cause. We're going to bring him in here in a second. But first, 
Leah, yeah. you got to do your first DECA event this weekend. Oh my gosh, so fun! Yeah, so Does your butt DECA's... still hurt? Are you still um, butt hurt? <laughs> I'm. I know. I'm good now. I'm good. You're good now. So, Trial's done. Um, DECA Strong put on two events simultaneously this weekend. One in Plano, Texas, right outside of Dallas, um, and the other one up with our friends um, in Illinois. Um, in Bloomington. And so this was my first, first DECA experience. It was the DECA strong. So it was just the zones without any running. Okay. So the DECA strong does not involve running. It's just the zones. Correct. So basically there's three, no, no, it's exactly the same thing. So there's basically, there's three DECA events right now. All of them have the same exact 10 zones, same weight, same everything. It's 10. And then you have the strong that has no running, the deca mile, which is the same 10, but there's 180 meters of running. So, or 160, whatever. Added up okay. 10 rounds, it's a mile. Um, and then the third one is the full deca fit, um, which will premiere this month later back down in Texas. Um, and that one's got 500 meters of running in between the zones for a total of 5K. Um, okay. But ultimately, those 10 zones are the same as they are no matter what. So sure, sure. Um, they've got set weights prescribed for men and women. Um, and, you know, I have to say they've really hit the nail on the head, in my opinion, um, with rep count and weights. Um, having done high rocks, which, you know, kind of hit the scene first and that's what people were comparing DECA to high rocks. It's a kick in the butt, um, as far as the weights goes, um, long and, you know, those pro weights don't, don't screw around. Like, yeah, it's, it's a line in the sand is the way that I described it. Absolutely. Like there's people like who physically you're just not going to be able to move that weight at high rocks well and it's um, it's one of the things when we brought um yancey on i was kind of mm-hmm. a little skeptical but he was like you know this is something for everybody and it, anybody it truly, can go out and, it and do absolutely DACA. is so yancey rather than being in jacksonville was actually down with me in dallas so i mean that was pretty cool um but yeah deca the the weight and the reps it truly is accessible to everybody, regardless of your fitness. I mean, there were some people out there taking 30 plus minutes to get through the the full zone. Um, But everyone can do it. It's just a matter of grinding. But at the same token, it's not easy for the elite pros either, regardless of your fitness level. When you're done, if you're doing it right, you're going to be turned inside out. Yeah, you're going to be pooping. Well, yeah. poops go fall out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's it's based on that push, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's exciting mm-hmm. to see these kind of things. And you guys were at an outdoor facility, too, doing this. Yeah, so that's, it's kind of cool. Like, the way, um, the way the event is set up, especially the deck is strong. It's got a very, very small, like, footprint. You don't need very much. We had the entire thing going on on half a tennis court. Um, the event was held at some country club thing. Um, it was originally going to be in the parking lot, but then the weather called for rain. So they moved us onto the tennis courts with a big tent over it just in case. Um, and it basically, the one that I went to had two different lanes set up 
and it was the 10 zones in a row and you just do it, move, do it, move, do it, move. And you're not, you know, you don't need a whole lot of land space because at most you're only doing 10 meters at a time. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was, it was good. It was my first experience with the tank. Um, How is the tank? Is it that bad? It is. It just <laughs> um, looks like a big clump. It looks like, like that's a the big, only way like, I describe it. Like a glow. right. Like I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I underestimated it as far as the difficulty of it because I saw I saw the wheels. I'm like, okay, really? And I'm on a tennis court. Like this is not gonna be hard. But there's some voodoo magic going on in that tank, there's and just gears and just resistance. Yeah. So the harder you push, the harder it fights you. So your initial instinct is to go balls to the wall and go. But when you do that, like, it's like, uh, breaks and you can't Ugh. move the damn thing. So, you know, you have to keep it in a steady forward movement to not, you know, jerk around with that resistance. So, I mean, it wasn't hard in the sense of like, like the high rock sled is hard. Like it really is tough to push this thing. It's just a grind. Um, and it's not, you know, I trained for using a regular sled, but it's, it's different. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. So it was my first experience, you know, using that and pulling that, um, you know, and I'll have to say after talking with Yancey and talking with some of the other competitors down there, with this short of an event, it is so easy to just bleed seconds and minutes, you know, on, on little oh, yeah. things. You just technique, sit there and catch your breath for 10 seconds and you're absolutely. back. Absolutely. You know, technique on this, there's so many little things and tips and tricks that will make such a substantial difference in your time. You know, talking to Yancey and watching the athletes, you know, different ways in which they were doing the tank and different ways in which they were doing the shoulder ball over shoulder thing, just little tiny things that'll save you a second here and a second there times 30 reps makes a big difference. Oh, absolutely. And it's, that's, we'll talk about that here in a few about uh, mm -hmm. kind of what happened in Jacksonville post Jason, but yeah. Um, let's go ahead and kick it on over to Jason though here um, without, yeah. without further ado. And yeah, let's, we'll, we'll discuss a few other yeah. minutes and seconds here after that. And we are back here, a uh, new episode, new week, and we've got Jason West. Uh, Jason, how's life? Oh man, life is, uh, life is peachy now that things are starting to, starting to kind of open up again and things are getting a little bit back to normal. How's no life kidding. with you guys? Well, we're, I mean, same kind of thing. We're we're trying to look forward to a season, and this past weekend we had the start of the Spartan season in general. And this was the first Spartan race getting kicked off, as well as the U.S. National Series race. And you were down in Jacksonville with oh, every race under the sun. So, okay, at this race this weekend, guys, we had the Trail 10K, we had right. Spartan Cross, we had a Super, we had a Sprint, Deca uh, Strong. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The only thing that yeah. race was missing was Yancey Culp. Uh, no, no. And Leah got that out in, out in Dallas. Yeah, Yancey was with me in Dallas, but they did do a decorative event at, in Jacksonville as well. So with a full menu of options, what did you decide upon? 
You know, I think we've talked about this before. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've met you guys at several races. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I, I am a bit of a cherry picker and I think a lot of people know that they can kind of see that based on how I choose my races. But <clears throat> while, while I know some may do it for, for some personal gain, uh, I do it because I, I need to give racing a purpose. And I decided, oh gosh, what was it like two, 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 two and a half years ago to give all of my, oh, sorry, my phone's on loud here, um, to give all of my race earnings to the Oscar Mike Foundation. Um, okay, stop. <laughs> Where okay. did that come from? Why Oscar Mike? And ta- you well, know, give, great people give listeners there, but... <laughs> a little bit of a, I mean, we, we all know on this call what, what Oscar Mike is and what that foundation is, but give a little segue about that oh gosh you know i think it was attica like what what i think they call it the midwest or the chicago beast down in Mm -hmm. attica indiana i think i saw the team out there uh it it, it, it was 2018 yeah i I saw him out there in 2018 and it was right when i was really starting to ramp up my racing right because i only started running like five years ago for for spartan and just uh, so I, so I was really, I was starting to get good. I was starting to see some podiums and I, I saw those guys out there on the course. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, who are they? And I, mm-hmm. I, I looked at the shirts, I Googled them and I, and I saw what they did. You know, they, they get injured veterans back on the move back into an mm-hmm. active lifestyle. And I've been in the Marine Corps for 15 years. So, uh, it, immediately I was, I was, I was all in, you know, I, I contacted, uh, I contacted them. I went out to the compound, visited everybody there and, I was like, I, I love what these, what, what their team does. And I said, you know what, that's, this is it. This is my, this is What's my your purpose. purpose right? Yep. I'm going to give, give all basically hundred percent of my earnings. I've tried to give like the, the prizes too, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Some of the race directors get a little weird about, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I convinced one of them they didn't have cash prizes, but they had physical prizes. And I said, Hey, I'll tell you what, if I, if I come in and I take the win overall, will you donate a hundred dollars to the Oscar Mike foundation? And they're like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we need a new winner. We've had the same guy win for four years in a row. And I was like, okay, right. cool. And I, I went there and won it and I, and they, they donated. So that was, that was That's awesome. That, um, but yeah, I mean, behind causes like that are so great. Awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And you know, you, you know, you talked about cherry picking and all that and, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who have things to say about it, but obviously haters shut up because look at what good is happening because of that. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and winning's winning either way, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if you're cherry picking or if you're just, you know, luck, but what, what is luck, right? It's when preparation meets opportunity. So you, you go out and you, you happen to win a race because you were the fittest guy there. Well, you still won the race. Right. And mm-hmm. I just found a way to give back to those who gave the most. Sure. So breaking down Jacksonville, we had, like we said before, the Spartan, we had the trail race uh, Saturday night, the Spartan cross, which we, we've got to see kind of like debut there a little bit, trying to figure stuff out. We've seen, we've seen iterations of this, like the, what did they call it back in the day, Leah? They had like the Friday night trial something. Yeah. They had a time trial. They had a short course. They had, I don't know, they had so many different versions, but this is the newest, you know, we saw it. Right. Right. So Jason, the, the million dollar question is how was the course on Saturday? We've all missed racing. How was it? What'd you think of things? How did Garvey yeah, take us from the start you? line? What was different? Just, you know, in, yeah. in your experience. 
so the start, like it's, it's really interesting. So being that it was the first race, I, you know, I, I don't, maybe they had a little practice the night before with the, with the night 10 K I think they did. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the cross the day before, but the, the corral, you're not even allowed to go into the corral until like two or three minutes before the start of the heat. And so everybody kind of, you know, get, gets out there. They, they do the call out. So they call out all the pros. And then the, I think they even called out a couple potential pros, um, you know, just to, to get up in those first few squares and Mm then they announced that they were doing chip time as opposed to gun time. So that was my question. I was, that, I was that's the million dollar question. Yep. Yeah. So if you, if you cross the, if you're in the back of the heat, cause you, you show it up late or whatever, and then you, you're jumping over that wall right when they're firing off well, mm-hmm. you just take your nice little jog up to the start line and then you hammer and just hope you don't get bottlenecked at the, at the, uh, single, you know, single track or the, um, or, an or, obstacle the obstacle. or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, we were in the corral, you know, we stood in our little squares and I don't know, I, I guess if anyone's listening to this, I would recommend that you wear a paper mask, something that you don't mind, uh, losing. Right. So I, I so wore my, you gotta nice, start with a mask on. You have to, yeah, absolutely. You cannot take your mask off until you are past the starting, uh, timing. Corral. Okay. Yeah. Right. I saw little snippets of the start and people were of course commenting. Tossing masks, yeah. You see all these people with the masks and as soon as they cross that arch, they're just chucking the masks on the ground. You know, Mark Goddad had a brilliant idea. I, he had his, uh, he had his bib over his mouth and nose. Oh. And then he just he just pulled it up right when he went past the start oh, line. Oh, like, holy yeah. cow! That's that's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, it was brilliant. But but yeah, I mean, obviously the the little red spark, the pro bibs are nice because they're the big uh, the bands, wider yeah. junk bands. Yeah, they're wider. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna run, just just have a paper mask or just just something that's an easy throwaway. They have trash cans out there, and they're not mm-hmm. too strict about uh, you getting it into the trash can. Right. Because you're you're sure. racing, right? So you get out there, you you throw it, and you miss a little bit. You just you just keep running. So. So now was uh, but, oh, it yeah. a staggered start in in the corral? No, oh no. It uh, you know I don't know if they limited the size of the heats. I'm assuming they did because usually they mm-hmm. get pretty pretty packed in there mm-hmm. um, but the course is super wide the starting the starting line feels a little bit wider uh you definitely have a lot more breathing room um, okay. but uh yeah I, I mean it was it was it was a lot different but at the same time it almost felt a little bit nicer because there was nobody just right on top of you when you tried to sprint off the line okay i was sitting near there you know, checking your nut sack there right before the race. Just... <laughs> Is that a thing? Guys <laughs> do it sometimes, just to rile each other up. You got to get that. You got to get that underwear. Then you don't have to worry about that. Oh, Hunter has gut checked me in a few races. Okay, like just. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sakes! All right, so you take off running. What about the course? Did it feel like a normal course, or were you aware that there was differences? You know, it was. It was definitely wider uh, in, in the majority of it, but they will drag you down into, uh, actually, you know what, I I would say for the first half mile, it was really wide. And then we started moving down into like, uh, I won't call it single track, but it was very boggy, very hard to get around a lot of natural obstacles that you had to negotiate. And it was Mm -hmm. not really easy to have more than like three, uh, three racers side by side. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, classic so, Spartan style. Oh yeah, super wet. You know, super muddy. Uh, the puddles are very misleading because you you go to run through. You know, most of the puddles are. Uh, just wet puddles and then a couple of them are about a foot and a half deep so you, so you end up sinking down into it uh, if you if you watch the replay of the national series I mean I, I think VJ fell in the first mile just no, just from that for that reason right not, not it wasn't even that slippery it was just more like you didn't know what was under that water and sometimes mm-hmm. there was nothing under the water you just went, <laughs> you just went down but for yeah sure. you, you, it was it was super fast for the most part um you know, a lot, lot of open running. Uh, it was like really hard open running. And then you were, you know, hammered with those bogs. And then it was yeah, fast city. open running. Um, they started the whole course with a lot of, uh, and, and this is the super we're talking about. So I, I mm-hmm. ran the super. I did not run any of the other courses. I did talk to a lot of the guys about the, uh, the cross and then I got to watch the sprint replay. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the super was, it was I, I, I loved it. It was absolutely awesome. It just made you feel like racing was getting back to me. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And, and really like, I, I, I think I mentioned it a couple of times, but um, the, you know, when I, when I got to the start line, I realized, dang, I've, I've been out of practice for a long time. I haven't raced since Jacksonville when I uh, ran the open last year. So mm. that was my, that was my last Spartan. And I, I didn't even, um, you know, I, I just ran open. I was just having a good time. Like I skipped what I didn't want to do. Yeah. And I was, you know, just having a good time out there and, um, did, you know, everything got shut down. So the only other event that I did was like a CrossFit event in June, um, mm-hmm. where it was, they called the fire team five at F- FTX CrossFit out in Illinois. And, you know, we, we ended up winning that. So, which was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, it was, that, that was it. So getting, getting, I, I even told my coach, uh, Mark Batris that I was like, man, I, I'm so scared going into this. Like I, you know, he, he had to talk me up a few times. And then even, even after I got out there, I was like, this is just going to be a cruise, you know, hard tempo, just keep, keep the pressure on a little bit and just mm-hmm. feel, feel good the whole time. I slowed down at every obstacle. Like I, I, I thought I was going to fail twister. I thought I was going to fail everything, but it ended up being just fine. The only thing I failed was the spear. And then I, I had to do that loser lap out there. And yeah. That. So what was that about? I, I saw posts <laughs> yeah. about it and Garfield kind of, you know, patting himself on the back for it. So what, what happened at the spear? If you didn't hit it, you got one shot still, or. If, if you miss the spear, you, there's no option for burpees. You had to do the penalty loop. And I, when I got out there, I felt like I was out there for an eternity. I could not run. It was so, so hard to just get through the loop. Cause it was just like, you're, you're knee deep in mud and, you know, Oof. trying to get over tree around trees and the course was super thin and it was just, it was so gnarly. And, and I, I thought I was in there for like a minute and a half, two minutes and mm-hmm. looking at Strava after the fact, I think I was only in there for like 16 to 20 seconds or something so (laughs) (laughs) but it slows you down it it slows you down you're not you're barely moving and you know you're not making any progress so that it's just it's so painful like I almost would have rather done burpees for a minute and a half than than run that (laughs) loop just because it was it it just felt so bad it was so demoralizing but (laughs) 
but no, I mean, it was still pretty good. I ended up, you know, sixth, um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple spots behind Killian. I felt, felt pretty good about that. Uh, well, I, I was ahead of him for probably a good mile and a half before he started picking up the pace near the, near the mile two. But, um, right, right. I was like, oh, pretty my gosh, good I'm day in the, the world champion. Yeah. But right? he, I mean, he, you know, he's, he's beginning of the season. He, he's always, uh, he's notorious for a slow start in the season and kind of ramps it up towards the end. He can, he, when he wants to make a count, he can make a count. And that's, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love that about him. And I wish I could know all the, all the secrets of the, <laughs> right. of, you know, of the King right now. So <laughs> now what about, we talking about like demoralizing, we learned on Sunday, the biggest demoralizing factor became the tire flip. Did you guys have the flip on Saturday as well? And oh, what, oh yeah. what did you think? I, I know it wrecked the whole elite field. Um, and on Saturday I, too, or just on Sunday on Saturday too. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I don't really ever struggle with the tire. I think the only time I failed the tire was, oh gosh, back in, it was Chicago. It was just a complete disaster. I think only VJ Jones completed. Yes. The tire. I was at that race. It was so muddy and gross and yeah, they couldn't no, get a grip like, on it that was the only tire flip I ever failed. And the, so, so I, you know, I, I, I have a nice little technique where you grab the treads and you, if you can just get it, just reduce the pressure on the ground a little bit, you can slide your fingers under. And Mm -hmm. then as soon as you get your fingers under, you just, you just flip it over. Right. Um, What do you think the problem is? So, I mean, obviously I'm not an elite boy. The problem is the guys is 400 pounds and the women's is like, Well, I'm not saying in any way that it's equal because yes, the women's tire is a joke. Like I remember the first race I went to, um, after that Chicago race being that, I mean like, Oh God, Oh God. And then getting to it. And it was like nothing. I'm like, okay, well the women's is a joke, but like elite men, I mean, come on. Like you guys are all like, you know, the elite of the elites like why do so many men struggle with it is it just a technique thing i don't get it it's heavy <sighs> it it's it is is heavy. that all it is is it just too heavy i think the first time so if you go to yokohama and, and this is me looking this up like maybe three or four years ago but sure. i want to say it's 404 pounds it sounds right okay. I, I i i've heard 400 yeah so so i mean if you if you look at like uh, what the, uh, was it Archimedes? I, I can't remember which mathematician d- determined the, the lever Archimedes law, but principle, yeah. you're, you're only really, um, you're only really pulling maybe 200 pounds. So I, as long, like if you can deadlift, you know, over your, like maybe 150% of your body weight and <laughs> you have strong fingertips, like it should be pretty easy for you. But I, but I think that, that I, you know, I, I went to Iraq twice and both times I had uh, an exorbitant amount of time to just go to the gym in Al-Assad. And <laughs> I got really, really strong during those times. So I, I had a pretty good base coming into, right. coming into OCR. And, that, and that's when I started running and started losing some of that overall strength. But so I, I, I don't know, I guess there's some you know, it's, it's heavy and it's rounded and there's, uh, you know, if it's wet and muddy, like you have no static friction to rely on. You are stuck with, uh, just pure strength. I can do a 265 pound deadlift most days of the week. I can't always do it 
running 180 beats per minute, dripping wet, covered in mud. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, I mean, I guess that plays into it. It's just so weird that it's that much of a game changer to me. Like oh, Woodsy on Sunday didn't even try it. Like Woodsy said he got there, saw everybody else struggling and said, nope, and went straight to the burpees, <laughs> which ended up being a good play for him because he was able to snag a podium spot with it. But the other thing you got to think about, Leah, is it's the humidity that you're looking at down there. It was what? It was 96 degrees there. Ooh, was it really that hot? Well, not 96, 85. Sorry, 85. I'm looking at still. I mean, that's pretty hot and humid and sticky. I'm not sure how. Oh, man, I don't I don't know what temperature it was when I was racing. I know it was hotter than I train in because did you have a shirt on, Jason? No. Never wears a shirt. No. I, I I'm good with no shirt down to about 35, and that's when I start Damn. to consider. Or, or if it's raining and below 45, then I'll then I'll consider wearing a shirt. I, I think I wore. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually. I didn't even wear a shirt for the the Carolinas Ultra in oh 2019. Like that. But but then again, I I was hypoglycemic and came down with hypothermia, and medical almost pulled me off. So well. <laughs> <laughs> see maybe if you boys wore some shirts then you could get to the tire and wipe your hands off or something details, yeah. details you know, just thinking or y'all can't do it one about one of the girl tricks for doing things like whenever i get to like monkey bars or twister or whatever my hands are wet i can use my hair and i'll i'll rub my hands on my hair to help dry <laughs> oh. it off oh that's a good idea i'm gonna pro try tip that pro time. tip absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so. do what you gotta do I tell you what, body lotion is a wonderful, wonderful training tool, and PVC pipe is is also a good tool. Oh, so I yeah. feel like if you, if you can get across just some basic gymnastic rings, or or even just transition back and forth with lotioned hands, like you're gold. There's no Spartan obstacle that that that'll take you out. OCR, you know, World Championships, like that'll that may be a little tougher because you got to have some more dynamic. Uh, it's tricky loading and and body awareness but but yeah i mean as far as like the straight up spartan obstacle yeah as long like if you if you just train harder than you play right and Mm -hmm. and then you'll then you'll do just fine i I was lucky enough to score a a what we call it a seven ton vehicle uh uh tire uh there was a unit that was getting rid of it and there it wasn't on any of the inventories and they had it in, in their training area which they were decommissioning and you know, there I was like, "Hey, you guys need that tire," and it had the rim in it and everything. And they're like, "Oh my gosh!" No, oh, like if you can get it out of here, you can have it, but don't ask us to take the rim out or don't ask us to, to take <laughs> oh it back. God. I was like, "Don't you worry about that. I will take that." Off. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> yeah, drove three hours home, got a trailer hitch, drove three hours back and grabbed the tire, and then drove three hours home and then three hours back because I was at drill. Oh my weekend. gosh! So it was it was a it was a long day, but but I got that worth tire. Oh yeah, so worth it. Absolutely. Okay, so we so obviously we all saw it kind of play out there for the men and the women there on Sunday. VJ taking mm-hmm. and Nicole taking the big win for the women. Um, you know, great great showings from everybody in this na- hot nasty five k there. Um, um, so for you, Jason, well, let's get to the nitty gritty. What's the next big race for you, bro? You know, 
I've got a whole bunch of uh, screenshots on my phone of all the all the races I'm thinking of, and then every like the entire Spartan circuit is plugged into my Outlook calendar. But I, th- <laughs> I think the next big one is going to be uh, the Vegas Super and Sprint here. All right. Okay. So, so I, so again, I, like I said, I, I had no confidence going into Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville busted so much rust off and it gave me the confidence boost I needed to go out and take on a more popular race. And most of my travel every year is free because I, I do a whole bunch of credit card points manipulations. Uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. And we were t- spending a week out in Vegas with the family and it just oh, so happens a Spartan race right there, you know? Well, I mean, it'd be silly for you not to do it. Exactly. It was a great venue. I always like that one. I haven't done the the Spartan Vegas. I've, I've raced Vegas with, with Tough Mudder, but not, not with Spartan. It's not even in Vegas, though, is the thing. Nothing that Spartan <laughs> says is ever where Spartan <laughs> says it's going to be. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's a, I, what is it, like? It's an. I think it's an hour from Vegas. It's yeah. about an hour from Vegas. It's actually in New Mexico. Um, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's on the border. Of course it is. And, you know, Spartan um, races are plus or minus two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I think you go back and forth across the border, actually. <laughs> but it's. Well, it's like Attica. It's cool they were video. calling it Chicago for you know the first two years. Yeah. When I, it's like call, like call it Indy, right? Call right. It, Indy. it was closer Bump, to Indianapolis. It's it's Purdue. At that point, you're just in Purdue's backyard. It's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, So what about, you mentioned OCR World Championships. I guess the the biggest question of the season is going to be, you know, what are you looking at? Tahoe Tahoe or Stratton, where are you going? Tahoe or Stratton. It's, it's interesting. So I think that I can play the Abu Dhabi card in December i'm still i'm still eyeballing that one but i haven't seen spartan publish any uh qualification criteria and i'm assuming it's going to be the same as 2020 because a lot of it i would think so pro team they rolled over i know a lot of the rules a lot of the a lot of uh you know the just the the different things that they were planning on doing they're just kind of carrying it over um so it depends on whether or not i do big bear and yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure I, that that's one that I haven't looked that far out yet. Cause I, again, I'm still kind of, you know, just playing that floating game and seeing where mm-hmm. COVID restrictions take us. And I know yeah. things are starting to look a little better here. Like we're looking maybe April 1st, things are starting to light up a little bit in Michigan. So I'm hoping that maybe some restrictions start to get lifted on international travel and things like that. But, um, but you know, vaccines are coming. Uh, they're getting deployed quickly. You know, we'll see how that all plays out. And, you know, being in the military, I get to get mine here, uh, I think here in March. So okay. hopefully, you know, if they do vaccine cards and that's required, then, hey, so be it. You know, we'll get, we'll, you know, I'll see if I can get out there. But I think, yeah, depending on the qualification criteria and how I can uh, transfer my points through RCI, I will see, I, I will be able to make a determination whether I'll do Tahoe or Noram or well not Noram I guess it's OCR worlds right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's Stratton well we'll have to stay tuned either way we're see. excited to see what you do buddy and, and yep. Abu Dhabi sure. obviously it's Abu Dhabi I feel like is one of those races personally I would love to go to see 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I mean, I think it'd be awesome to race it, but at the same time, like, I just want to be there. Like if it's as cool and going to be as, you know, big and grand as what they're hyping it to be, which I mean, come on, it's Spartan, but I want to go. You know, there, there's one Airbnb that's like a uh, half hour from the venue and that place is spectacular. And I, and I can't remember, I, it was like seven or 800 bucks a night, but it's a beautiful house out there in that, uh, what do they call it? The empty quarter. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's just, it's phenomenal. Like the views of the desert. And I, I don't know, I, I, I almost booked that thing, just paid for it cash, but um you know, I, like I said, I, li- I like my points. So <laughs> I understand. I understand. Playing the game all year, racking them up. Yeah. And, and I think that was the great thing about 2020 is that I, I didn't have to burn any points. So now I have got two years worth of, of growth on, on that. So we're, I'm taking the family on every trip we go to this year. Oh, that's great. And you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts here recently between um, just market trends, because that's a personal passion I've got, but like they talk about remorse spending in 2020 mm-hmm. how people are talking about like going big this year and if man you know after a year of sitting on our butts and like kind of going through everything we did if there's a time to go big man i would agree with it go big right <laughs> yeah no kidding exactly well i've got one more question for you and i want to kind of follow up back to where you mentioned earlier about um talking to your coach um, prior to going into this race. And so, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit on this show and I know there's been some recent shows from other podcasts about coaching and training and, and whatnot. And I think a lot of times people are surprised to hear about, you know, pro level athletes having a coach and, you know, needing a coach. So, you know, from your personal standpoint, I don't know how long you've been training with, with Mark, but what is one thing here, you know, recently as you've been preparing for the season, what's been your biggest takeaway from training? Like, what have you learned about yourself during this time to improve for this coming season? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> you know, I, so 2020 was, you know, and I'm sure I didn't have it the worst, but we had a new baby. We had uh, the lockdowns. And then 12 days after having the baby, we relocated to Michigan for my company. And then my company had a force reduction, which resulted in me doing my old job on top of my new job and the job of another supervisor that was, uh, out, uh, out in Michigan. So for, you know, for about four or five months there, like I was, I was, I felt like I was working a hundred hours a week. It was, it Mm -hmm. was just terrible. And I, you know, trying to train and I, I, I love Mark because he's so flexible and he's so understanding about all this stuff. But, um, you know, I, I would say going into, you know, going into this season, my biggest takeaway is that consistency is key. And, you know, if you are not training consistently, you don't necessarily have the right, uh, you're not into it. And, and I've, I've always had this philosophy. Like if you, if you pick up a book to learn about a topic, you have a, you have a passion for that topic, right? If, especially if you mm-hmm. sit and read the entire thing. Um, so you, um, it, if you're taking the time to learn, you're taking the time to train, you're gonna, you're gonna find time. Like 
I, if you say I don't have time because it's 9 p.m. and you're you're tired, you know, mm-hmm. or or it's, you you don't want to get up super early and and do that run because you know you're not going to have time during the day, you know, you you won't you won't get to where you want to be in the fitness world. So well, you know. I was listening to um, I listened to a lot of Tim Ferriss stuff here on my end, and there was a piece that I was listening to on his 500th podcast here this morning, and it was like you you don't get time you make time mm-hmm. yeah. you prioritize the things that really do matter exactly yeah uh, and, and, that, and that's the thing right it's a, it's all about determining your priorities and and i've i've told you know I, i'm on a bunch of different groups on facebook and I, I see people all the time how do you do it you know how i i just i don't have time i don't um i can't I, I don't know. It, it always boils down to what are your priorities? Like what, yep. what, why are you training? Why are you training in the first place? Are you training so you can pass, like get through a, anybody can get through a Spartan race. That's oh, the beauty yeah. of it. Right. Um, but you know, people like they, they don't really know what they want. And I try to tell people like, it's okay to not, you know, it's, you, you have to learn how to accept that something you really like to do. You'll never be good at especially if you don't have a passion for it. And that's, and I think that's the hardest pill for, for people to swallow is that, it, you know, yeah, you love it. You want to do good at it, but, but you really want to be better at art or you really want to get to that book that you're writing more so than you do you more than you want to go out and run a fart lick or run intervals or, or just go out and do your long, slow distance run. Right. So I don't know. I, I always try to tell people like, figure out what you really want out of this. Like, what's your, what's your, what's your, why, why are you actually mm-hmm. doing this? And, and again, like I started to lose that in 2018. And that's, again, mm-hmm. that's kind of goes back to Oscar Mike because I, I needed that new why, because this was my, my thing. And I really, really wanted to do it more than anything else. So I had to find something that, that actually got me over that hurdle of basically to transcend myself. Right. Um, take it away from a selfish need and put it on to uh, help helping others. So, you know, and I think that's just such a good thing. And that's, that's something I personally found out in 2020, like after 2019 and I got sick, uh, helping out these local race companies, like, uh, like Highlander. And like, it always makes me fun happy because like, you've been one of my backgrounds here on my computer that I'm looking at for like the past year. And it was it was an exciting time. And it's like when you get to be part of something bigger than yourself, it's just a special thing. Yep. It is. Yeah. And that and that I I, I loved Highlander. It was such a great race. And I, I want to come back this year. I, I actually haven't looked up their their dates yet, but uh definitely want to get I, I'm not a big fan of running at night, so I probably won't do dark ages, but <laughs> right, right. Um, well, August seventh is the main event. Ooh, if you can make it seventh. If you can make it, we'll be happy to have you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might I might make it back this year. Hopefully Jordan will be there so I can so I can show him what I learned. I maybe, he, he probably will. He's he's the defending champion. So I like it when you when you guys throw down it's Good always deal. fun. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show this week. And we look forward to seeing what you got here in the next bit, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love this. And uh, you guys are, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. One second here. Wouldn't it be nice just to like travel around and cherry pick what races you want to go to? (laughs) right i need to i need to get better at this you know 
mileage point stock market game because you know I, I talk to people who always like manage to get these bajillion gillion points and I just I don't know I can't get them oh my goodness so weekend as we said recapping and looking at some things here uh down mm-hmm. in J- 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 Jacksonville go Jaguars um <laughs> Once again, if you're a fan of the good place like I am, you know Jason Mendoza and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Goodness. Um, we had our boy VJ Jones coming up. 25 yep. minutes on a 5K. Uh, yeah. A lot of swampy nastiness. Then, as right. Usual, Nicole Miracle coming out. Um, Marion you called them both. I called them both. Um, I didn't know Marion was going to be there. Um, but, you know, she came out and rocked it. And then third place for the ladies, Rose Wetzel. Yes, Rose. You know, there wasn't a Rose. lot of there wasn't a lot of hype about Rose being there, but then she had posted something. She like, made a big post. Yeah, she made a, a post a couple days prior to the race, basically saying like, "Hey, y'all, don't forget about me. Like, here I am." And like, she showed up, <laughs> showed up, tore it up. Like, I, I've, I've always been a big Rose Wetzel fan. She's a good gal. We like Rose. She's good people. Um. You know, for the fellows, we had Woodsy in second. Uh, old man Woodsy. I, th- I think I saw something with him talking about being old man Woodsy. Mm-hmm. And then, because he's in his, he's in the master's class now, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had Logan Broadbent in third. And Leah, I'm going to go ahead and have a little flex on you here. Mm. In the men's world, two out of the three were Salming Running Shoe buffs. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I saw Logan with his Element 3s on there. Uh-huh, uh, hit uh-huh. me up if you guys want my code. Good shoes. Oh <laughs> um, they my work. goodness! There they you work, go. Leah. There you they go. Legit. They 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 work. They're they're good they shoes. They're I'm not gonna shoes. fight you on it. One for each just... foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, good stuff there. Good race. Fast though, guys. Twenty five yeah. minutes for the win. Um, that's that is freaking. That moving. is perfection, dude. Did you mm. see? Um, it was on a highlight reel. I think VJ reshared it. Somebody posted. Um, I don't know if it was him during the race, um, or with just the skip, screw, right, or screwing around. That was around on Saturday, later. screwing around. That was him I screwing around like Saturday with think, Leon. Yeah, I'd like to think it's screwing around that nobody would be that risky. But holy hell! So the, he on the rig, it was like two he or three the entire rings, bar. Yeah. and then there was a horizontal bar, and then like two or three rings, and Monkey Man. Like laches with one arm from ring to ring and totally bypasses the, the bar. boy's like, got reach. He, I mean, that's just craziness. That's like I don't even know. VJ's been running pro how long now? It's been three or three years now. Maybe something like that. VJ's f- one of those kids. He just kind of came on the scene and nobody well, really he took grew him up, seriously. Well, he grew up in the sport. He told everybody yeah. that he wanted to do it, and then he just did it. And that's something I've always appreciated with VJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, but I. It's crazy to see kind of like the turnover that's happening now in the sport with these younger people. I don't want the kids, but I mean, yeah, I guess uh, that have kind of grown up with the sport, competed in there and are now kind of upseating some of these, you know, veterans like Killian was lower on the list than we thought. Botches was lower than we would have expected. You know, quick, quick shout out to our boy, Victor Quesadilla. <laughs> um, on the super on Saturday, Vic, you yep. did good, buddy. You did good. Uh, yep. You know, taking taking second in that. Good for you, man. Um, but 
you know, Vic did good there. Um, BJ, so here's my thing. A few years ago, I remember when we saw the Twister out in, oh, it was Vegas, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. And BJ jumps on the Twister and does the same thing for the first time yeah. with the Shays off the end. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. And later yeah. that year, I pulled off the same move in Tahoe. Um, you know, I was way back. I didn't give a crap about anything. It was when they did like the, uh, the twister monkey twister. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I will shade off the end. I've got a photo of me doing it back in the days with Bob Maholden and, uh, Mudder well, aren't you just some... the coolest? <laughs> I was fun, but I mean like pulling off stuff like that and seeing VJ do that. I was like, oh, warm and fuzzies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, vj has got his whole little like secret layer building in his backyard. It's not a layer. Now, it's, so. a, it's a full compound at this point. Well, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive kind of what he's able to train and do and, you know. And have people out there for like weeks at a time. Like Lee yeah. has been out there for like the past month. Right. Right. Chilling out. Um, out in Colorado where all the cool kids are. Oh, absolutely. Um, I got to make my way out to that compound this year and hang out with BJ for a week and make like some crazy videos or something. Like that's, that's all my to-do list this year is go out to Colorado, make stupid videos with VJ and chase him with a drone. Well, like, there you go. Sounds like a plan. He said he wants to make a video or something with me later this week and call in and just shoot the shit. So we might throw that up on the regular. We'll see what we do with it. Not quite sure yet. Um, But we're going to do a thing, okay? There's going to be a thing. There you go. (laughs) Um, So I guess that's really all I've got. Like I said, later this week, I'm doing a 15K here around Mm -hmm. around the lake, and I've just been knee deep in coaching. What are you doing this week, Leah? Uh, this weekend, my daughter has a local cheer competition, so I'll be there, and then I'm going to hit the mountains up on, on Sunday, probably, um, for some more training. Um, but, sure, you know, sure. i got to say, this this DECA Strong event has kind of lit another fire. Um, I loved it, so that's going to be the focus of my training coming in the next, you know, month or two, getting ready for the full DECA Fit event coming here to Atlanta next month. I'm so jelly. I kind of want to come down to it. You kind of should. It's, it's going to be. I'm. I'm super to. excited. The first. The first Deca full fit event is happening uh, later this month, the weekend of the 27th, back in Dallas. Um, and then the second full length event is going to be here in Atlanta, April 17th, I believe it is. Okay. Um, All right. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff happening. We've got High Rocks Dallas coming up. Um, hasn't canceled yet, so we're going to keep fingers crossed for that happening also next month, April. Um, you know, we've got lots of exciting events. Savage races are happening. Uh, Battle of the Lions is going to start up. Uh, lots of, lots of events. Dark Ages, not far. Dark Dark Ages is coming. Yep. May 1st weekend. Um, you know, so it's seeing the the revival. Okay, I'm, I'm calling Jason out here. I'm hmm. calling Jason out. He's like, yeah, I just don't like running in the dark. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I like running in the dark. Like, oh, my God. Dark Ages was so fun yeah. last year. Dark Ages was a fun race. I love running in the dark. And part of it is because I'm kind of stupid when it comes to running on trails. And I'm I'm pretty reckless. So in the nighttime, it slows down some of these faster people. Um, and kind of evens things out for me when, when I can run recklessly and they're typically a little more timid. So I, I, they're pretty well in the dark. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, enough of this BS here. Leah. Yes. 
It's time for our weekly segment, Community Kudos. Who do, you got? Do, 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 do. We really should make like, a fanfare. I know, it needs something. Um, so this week's Community Kudos, I'm going to give it to um, one of my teammates on many teams, um, Chris Balvin, down in... Um, was competing this weekend with me down in Dallas at the Deck of Strong event and blew it out of the water. Um, took first place for the event, first time coming out, and broke 15 minutes, which is pretty damn impressive. That's He's um, a big boy. He's a growing he, boy. Yeah, and it was so funny. I don't know who was more excited for that, him or Yancey. Yancey was just like... Think Yancey of your most is the OG heavy. hype man of OCR. Yancey <laughs> is like a hype man meets a cheerleader meets like Richard Simmons, like Jazzercise. Like he uh, was all over the place cheering. And when Chris was running, Yancey was there in his ear, like pumping him up. Like it was really just a fun experience. And and for Chris to come out and, and just throw down the way he did for his first time, like, super impressive. So, kudos to him. So, I'm going to double dip this chip this week. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I'm going into the salsa a second time and giving it's a double okay. community kudos. Because um, <laughs> I feel there's two people that really need to call out this week. Um, first of all, once again, uh, at the Deck of Strong up in um, Bloomington oh, Normal. Right. Don't think I'm not watching you, Dustin Webb, because I'm watching Yes. Um, but... He did great there, but more so, I want to talk to Scott the Viking Brackenmeyer. Scott, yes. <laughs> freaking animal. That is a big boy throwing some big weight, getting some work done, and oh, crushing them times. You know, it shows kind of this is this niche for these bigger, stronger it's fun. Fit boys. You've got Hunter, you've got Chris, you've got Scott, who are Scott's all. Scott's a big guy. Yeah, they're bigger, they're we stronger. And here's an event for these guys to just tear it up. So speaking of big guys, my second call out this week, mm -hmm. Kevin Gregory. Yeah, he's bear, another one. Built this like a mountain. This is another guy, which Kevin, <laughs> if you could do great in it. Yeah, oh, I have no doubt. He's done it before and he's, I know he's got a strong mark on there. Um, okay. I saw his name on the list, but <clears throat> I'm not sure. You know, the thing about Decker Strong and Yancey will tell you, and I will shout it from the ceiling, like, if you're going to do it, this first event, like, you just have to go in, do it, set your mark, and get a baseline. Because yep. it's one of those things, like, you're you know, attacking it, you have to learn from it. Like, I it learned so much, <coughs> excuse me, just doing it, and now knowing where I need to push my body harder, where I need to, you know, where that give and take what is going to be. little nuances you can play with. Yeah, because you go into it and I'm like, okay, I need to go balls to the wall. But I'm like, well, I can't go like flaming balls to the wall because then I'm going to burn out and not make it through the whole thing. Exactly. Um, so I, I kind of paced the beginning where looking back on it now, there's areas where I should have pushed harder. So yeah. when we see these people returning, you know, especially some of these bigger, stronger athletes, it's going to be really amazing to see these times just chipping down. Oh, absolutely. And another, another shot here, cause I, this is the whole reason I want to bring up Kevin Gregory. Did mm -hmm. you know he's doing 75 hard right now? Yeah. Well, I knew he was going to, I don't think I knew that he actually I didn't know he was started. like, I didn't know he had started. He's like 65 days in 67. Yeah. He's right he, here at the end, baby. 
he's those days let me tell you those last 15 days i found probably the hardest days no, like the ones that fly for me 50 well not the very last like i would say day 50 to 65 was probably my hardest struggle best days uh see after after the first two weeks i'm just grinding <laughs> just going but, but yeah kudos no. to you buddy mm-hmm. um i think that's all i've got this week though leah um, yeah, it's an exciting week. We're back. Things are going. We're back. On. We're doing things. things. We're racing. Yeah. Um, I bought a robot fun. vacuum. That's that's my highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're such a techie dork. I love I it. Mean, like, listen, okay. Like I feel like I'm one step away from buying an air fryer. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't knock the air fryer. Let me Instapot. tell you, the air fryer and the Instapot and my Nugget ice maker are life. For nugget me. ice maker. Yes, that was my Valentine's Day present. Oh, I've that's got right, the ice Nugget ice maker. maker. Yep. See, Those I feel like that's, this is the definition. Do you follow middle class fancy on Insta? I do. I do. I love me some. Like, I feel like that is like the starter pack middle class fancy. Oh, oh absolutely. Check out my robot vacuum. Check out my <laughs> Insta. <laughs> absolutely. We are high classy people right here. Oh, God. I guess I think we've had enough rambling, Leah. But anyway, guys, we'll check in with you next week. Get hyped. Get out there. Get racing. Uh, if you want to leave us a review or a comment or anything, Throw it down there. We'll talk with fun people next week. It's always an honor talking to you guys and having a good time. Uh, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch y'all out there. Peace, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.